0: How does creating the life of your dreams in 2016 sound? Or what about helping someone else do the same?
1: With Christmas approaching, the You range of inspirational products is all inspiring.
0: Choose from vision board kits, a gratitude box, a job box, coaching packages, and more. Gifts start from just $5.
1: To find out more, simply go to wellinu.com. That's W-E-L-L-I-N-E-U-X.com. And click on the Christmas catalog to help make 2016 incredible for you and the people you care about. thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives welcome to the wellness guys show with wellness experts dr lawrence tam dr damian christophe and dr brett hill welcome to the wellness guys i'm lawrence tam i'm damian christophe and i'm brett hill and this is The Wellness Sky Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing into our lives. And I'm back, away for a couple of weeks. I do apologize. Uh, had some time away with the family. Let's Good to be party back, started. boys. Let's
0: get the party started. Yeah. We can now sit down for dinner. Lawrence is back. Lawrence is back. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm back. Uh, it's great right. to, to hear your interviews uh, with uh, Brett and uh, also you know you, the two of you guys did the last one there. So, boys, who would we got on the call? We got, I'm really excited about this because I've uh, known this guy for a little while. And uh, We've been Facebook friends, I guess, quote, unquote, uh, for some time. But you know, Damien, you know him very well. So let's uh, let's get you uh, introduce him for today.
0: Yeah, great, boys. Um, you know, in wellness, we don't often talk about pain. Um, in fact, it's one of those uh, subjects that we kind of almost skirt around. You know, people might say, I've got a pain here. We go, yes, 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 but how's your heart? Or yes, 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 but are you taking the right supplements? Or yes, 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 are you eating good food? Um, we don't necessarily um, address the the topic of pain and I studied at New Zealand College of Chiropractic and it was very much a wellness based um, college and so we you know I remember going into chiropractic you know after graduating and not really knowing how to help people in pain because it was a subject that we didn't cover and the other day one of my great mates from university um, had written an article. Um, and I've signed up to his his newsletter, which will give everybody the opportunity to do that later on. Dr. Neil Bosinger he wrote a an artic- article for his practice called Spine Wave, and he looks at stuff. and I didn't realise that he was studying a masters in pain and nociception and mindfulness. and I thought, what a great, unbelievable subject to actually talk about in the concepts in the construct of wellness um and that and there being pain and nociception of what it all means so i thought i'd ask neil to come on today and neil's obviously a chiropractor he's gone to study his masters and um, he's a very very smart guy um and and i used to always watch him and wonder what he's going to be capable of and he's been doing amazing things in remu in auckland and i'd like to welcome to the show today neil Bosinger.
2: neil how are you i'm very good thank you
0: bozzy it's just Wonderful to have you on this podcast and to be able to, you know, share in your knowledge and ask you some questions about what you've learned along the way and all those sorts of things. But for the people that are listening to us right now that have never heard anything of you, who are you and how did you get to be doing what you're
2: doing? So I was an engineer in a previous life in South Africa and I hated every single day of that and <laughs> decided to quit and turn that all on its head. Um, and it took me any, many, many, many years to realize that it was actually biology that I loved and um, moved to New Zealand and uh, long story short, ended up studying chiropractic and um, moving into, into practice and dealing with people and trying to figure out how to solve problems. So I still took the ideas of engineering and problem solving um, into the realms of biology and, and uh, figuring people out and, and attempting to solve their problems. Um, but the the deeper you got into practice and the more complicated case that, cases that started coming in, you realize how multilayered and how complex the, the human experience is. And I always felt like I never knew enough, and uh, there was so much more to learn and so much more to try understand and solving people's problems that I, I just felt that I had to keep learning more and more and more to try figure this out, and not that we could ever put our Jesus sandals on and, and hit everybody on the first go and everyone would be healed, that would be a very special superpower, but um, uh, doing our best to to try to learn as much as we can to influence and, and reduce suffering uh, in the, all the lives that we come into contact with, that was primarily my goal, um, and so I decided to uh, pursue some more studies on top of all the others that I've done and, um, and, and go into a master's program at AUT in Auckland. Um and what happened to come up at that time uh the, I had a few options and what on on and directions and where they wanted me to go and it just seemed like I was drawn to uh, again drawn back to biology which was my first love um and uh and the option at that time was the nociceptive system and its interactions with the autonomic nervous system which uh, uh, two very, very complicated systems in the body, which we can um, talk about more as we go if you've got questions around that. Um, and, and how those systems create the experience of wellness because if either of those two systems are broken, then people are going to have problems and people are going to have pain and um, their heart's not going to work, their gut's not going to work, their mind's not going to work. So if I, could, I figured if I could try and understand a little bit more about the pain system... And the autonomic nervous system, then uh, I might be able to help people a bit better, and so um, i've been doing that for all, three or four years now and and uh, here we are to talk about it some more in depth
3: so let 's talk a little bit about pain, Neil, because as we said we t- 're talking about wellness here, and sometimes people talk about pain, and I will say, well, you know wellness isn't about pain, you know you need to focus on." What caused you know What's causing the pain What's the underlying issue Or you know How the body's functioning Not just how it's feeling And and I think those are really valid concepts But I think that we can't just ignore pain either Because pain is also a symptom of how the body's functioning You know So how do we fit pain into a wellness picture Where we're not just focusing on the pain and the symptoms But we're not completely uh, dismissing it either
2: well, Pain is is very very important It's uh, if people are in pain it's quite difficult to be well because depending on the level of pain and there's different kinds of pain which I'll um explain in a bit uh if people are in pain they're not going to be able to experience the fullness of their life and uh it starts consuming every aspect of your mind um it it causes uh distraction it it changes the way that you move it changes um how you feel it changes different areas in your brain that can um, influence uh, how you think, it can change, it can start changing um, other aspects of your nervous system that control different organs. So it can start changing your gut, it can change your heart, it can change your blood pressure. Uh, so it's almost, it's impossible to be well if you're in pain. And so there's different, there's different aspects of pain, um, which is the fundamental difference between pain and nociception. And this is, this is, uh, the first step in, in understanding um, what, what pain is. Nociception is basically signals being sent from the body to the brain that indicate that you're in pain. And pain, by definition, is how you feel about that pain, how it's interpreted um, in your brain, in your mind, and what it motivates you to do and how you feel about it. So there's a sensory component of pain information that's coming from your body and there's an affective component, which means how your mind and how your brain is interpreting that pain and what to do about it. Um, And so people can have different levels of dysfunction in either the sensory component or the affective component. Um, And there's a difference between acute pain and chronic pain. So on the simple side of complexity, sometimes people, uh, they can experience short-term acute pain, where you have you have an ouchie, and it's, uh, you might uh, remedy it somehow, and then it goes away. But for for certain people, which is actually becoming a lot at the moment, one in five people, which is right up there with cancer in New Zealand at least, um, have chronic pain, which is ongoing pain with no known reason for its perpetuation within the nervous system, that is chronically debilitating and affecting every aspect of their life and they can't function so because you can't see it uh, people don't know a lot about it They don't. Um, people might appear well on the outside but their pain system is completely broken and it affects every aspect of their life and that can filter down into their relationships into their working life uh, it's, it, can be, it can be devastating for a lot of people and I met a lot of those people um, along my journey and in, in my studies on the subject, and uh, it's it's a really different crowd that a lot of uh, general practitioners, healthcare practitioners, we don't we don't really meet. I never met until I got into this game, and uh, and pain can be a very frightening thing. So I think it's it's an important subject. It's it's important to address. It's important to understand. It's important to treat and to talk about and to. Uh, and help people feel well so they can be well and experience a better life.
1: I I totally agree with that, Neil. I mean, one of the th- things is about if you want to live a great life, you need to be able to experience um, everything that life has to offer, which is how we experience from a sensory perspective is through the nerve system. But unfortunately, with the pain uh, for people who are actually in chronic pain or in pain, um, that I guess it disrupts that sensory component. Um, you just I have so many questions for you but i'm just going to ask one here specifically to nociception you mentioned something about uh the nociception uh affecting from the sensory perspective and then goes to your brain and then how we emote about it or how we change our emotions around that interpretation of that sensation um will be different from different from person to person is that correct
2: yep everybody's different so one of the um aspects that we looked at in the study was a psychological component called catastrophizing how, how people felt about their pain and how that might influence their levels of nociception. So in the study that I undertook, we were looking specifically at the effect of a mindfulness and it could have been any intervention really, but we chose mindfulness because um, it was a brief intervention and we wanted to see what uh, effect effect, um, Changes at a cognitive level could have on the architecture of the pain system, namely nociception, which is the physical stuff within your body, um, with within your arms, your legs, your trunk, um, and we wanted to see how how different people felt about their pain because we had different kinds of pains, pain syndromes coming in, and we wanted to see. Um, how those different syndromes and how people felt about their pain would influence their physical level of pain, i.e. their nociception. And we, we got everyone to fill out a bunch of forms. One of them was a, a pain catastrophizing scale um, rating how they felt about their pain or how unsafe they felt about their pain and whether, it was, whether they were coping well, whether they felt it was going to get worse, what it meant for their life, what it meant for their future... Um, and we found there's, there's a high correlation with the more unsafe you feel about your pain, the more likely you are to go on to develop chronic pain. So the psychological components of uh, uh, perpetuating chronic pain are, are huge. It has a, it has a massive impact. Um, and so that's, it's a really important distinction between what's happening in the body and what's happening in the mind. They're, they're, they work in tandem and that's why people I found get really, really upset when they, they go to doctors who say it's all in your head um, mm-hmm. or it's not real because you can have both aspects occurring at the same time. You can have uh, information coming up from the body that is not right and that is uh, creating pain. And then because you've, you feel like you've lost control over that and you feel unsafe about it, that's going to make it worse. And it does make it worse for people.
1: I know you probably didn't study in this particular study, but is there any research around, so what What are some of the aspects, maybe you can share your opinion on this, of what actually causes this cycle? Is it through, um, does it go as far back as childhood and how they saw pain and how they, you know, you know, experienced that? Is there, you know, I'm sure it's multiple components. What are some of the things that you would think um, contribute to that psychological aspect?
2: Well, the pain experience is determined by three factors, psychological components the biomechanical component, what is happening in the body, the joints, the tissue, uh, discs, spine, muscles, and a biochemical component, which is the, the neurochemistry of the body, uh, the hormones, the blood, and all three, biomechanical, biochemical, and psychological, all play a role in how that person experiences pain, um, which is different from person to person, and, and uh, how you shape architecture of all those different systems can occur right from birth as as we know as healthcare practitioners we explain to people that all all the things that we do and experience throughout life can change your body and change your nervous system and change your brain Um, but generally when we're assessing someone uh, and asking them questions related to their current issue uh, you only kind of go back a month or two or maybe a year or two but it's really how they've shaped their entire nervous system and immune system over their whole life that has brought them to this point where they are, and uh, how their brain is is responding to all these signals. And so, to answer your question, that that whole system can be mucked up right from birth, or you know, changed through different traumas or no trauma at all, which is an, which is another big problem that um, a lot of people try to look for something, uh, an experience or a beginning point where something went wrong, but sometimes you can't put your finger on it and, and things just go wrong in the pain system for no particular reason. And people go on to develop chronic pain syndromes. Um, these are these are all sorts of questions that we don't know the answers to. Um, but uh, you know, as an example, a very interesting stat that I learned along the way was that if 10 people experience whiplash in a car accident, seven will be fine after a while, Three will go on to develop chronic pain for the rest of their life. So what is special about those three out of ten that something has changed uh, or their nervous system and and immune system or all these different aspects that create pain are susceptible to these kind of changes that can, that can create these abnormal responses in their body for the rest of their life and will either end up on painkillers or or needs uh, some kind of specialized treatment for the rest of their life. No one, no one knows the answer to that, but um, I think it, it is important when assessing people to take everything in context um, over the course of uh, their life and what has shaped them to be who they are, and, and maybe not spending hours and hours of, of psychobabble and, and trying to analyze everything that happened when they were a five-year-old, but understanding that um, a, a person is who they are because of all their experiences cumulatively.
0: Great call, cool. great call. Cool. Bozzy, in your, um, in your article, you have a number of different subheadings and I'd encourage people who are interested in this particular topic to go and you know, get your newsletters from spinewave.co.nz and check it out. Sign up and then download the previous newsletters that, that you know are interesting to you because I've read pretty much all of your newsletters and I love them. But with reference to this one here, you say acute pain is different to chronic pain. Before you said it's okay, you said um, that you know you can't be well if you're in pain. In other words, being in pain actually creates um, unwellness. But you know, the other day I stubbed my toe, and I had pain, and actually I broke my toe, my little toe, and um, and I still have that pain. Does that mean that I can't be well at this point in time?
2: Well, that's the difference between uh, the. The sensory components and the affective components, so how you're interpreting that that um, that pain. Because you, uh, up to this point, I presume, have generally lived a healthy life and you understand a lot about how the body works. And, except for, except for when I was and, studying,
0: but other than that.
2: <laughs> and um, hunched over a desk. That's which right. Is, yeah, but no, look, I'm
0: aware of the pain. It's there, but it's not destroying my life. I can still sleep. I still exercise. I'm in a mission to beat Lawrence, and so I've, I've got all of those things happening. But I, am um...
2: <laughs> because you understand it, and because you you've learned enough and and understand what's happening in your body, that it will be okay. Yes. Some people don't have that level of knowledge, and they don't their their mind and brain. Which are two different things, but that's a different conversation. Um, <laughs> don't understand how to interpret the meaning of that pain and and what to do about it. That's so the key thing, as it? well. The interpretation. That's why we introduced the the, um, the the catastrophizing component to it to try and understand um, how these people felt about their pain. So, for example, there were some people in the study that I I thought I'd have no idea how these people cope. I have no idea how they live with this. I would be I would just be freaking out every single day. But they were some of the happiest people that I'd met because they'd totally come to terms with what they were experiencing. They understood what was happening. They knew they weren't going to die. Um, they'd formed some some self-care type strategies to deal with the problem, um, whereas other people had minor issues going on and they felt the sky was falling down, that their world was ending. And so that's also something to be aware of. And you, you see this in practice that people come in with – uh, where you think there's seemingly innocuous minor issues that anyone should really just just pass over and, you know, what are you worrying about? But to these people, it's such a massive deal that um, you have to comfort them and talk about it and encourage them that it's going to be okay. So there's uh, that's why pain is such a multifactorial experience um, and you can have various areas of that pain experience broken. You can have the the sensory component in your body broken and you can have the affective component and how you feel about it and what it means and what it means for your future, that can be broken. And you can have a double whammy. where both are broken and the world is ending for these people. So um, that's probably why sometimes that unfortunately ends in suicide
3: i 'm really fascinated about this topic neil and, and it 's really interesting to talk about because very often we talk about the body and we talk about the body being intelligent and self healing and self regulating and all those things, and we say that you know the body 's always doing something for a reason and and that there 's always a you know there 's always a reason your body 's trying to adapt or trying to make these changes but we now you 're saying chronic pain has no useful purpose, and that you 're saying that well it 's happening for no particular reason so do you think it's that uh, that we don't we just don't know why the body's doing the pain, and perhaps the body is doing it for an intelligent reason, or do you think it is just the body has got it wrong?
2: No, sometimes things go wrong, and we don't know why they go wrong, and um, that's that's also my 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 personal philosophical challenge in how I guess how I was raised in chiropractic and now trying to answer these questions and helping people with pain, where. Uh, the body, their body is intelligent, and you just give it what it needs, and everything will be fine. But uh, the more you understand about the neuroimmune system and the pain system, and and how and and the architecture of how all this works, uh, sometimes things go wrong for no known reason, and and it's not the individual's fault. And uh, you know, similar to like an autoimmune reaction, uh, it's the body is reacting against itself, and it's maladaptive, and it's lost control, it's lost its way. And that is by definition chronic pain where the person is now in pain for no useful purpose and the response is maladaptive. And that starts snowballing into uh, what's known as central sensitization where the changes in the spinal cord and the brain start taking place in the way that the nerve cells start firing, uh, in the way that the, the brain changes its uh, top-down control of pain and the whole up and down flow begins to do, to change in that in that information process and it's uh which i make quite clear now to people it's not always their fault and um the body the body is intelligent however sometimes things go wrong and we don't we don't know why and i think it's important to help people feel okay about that and that it's not their fault and, you know, if they just eat the right things and do the right things, then everything will be fine. Because sometimes that's that's not the truth. And mm. I think it's important to to be real with people and, and have these reality checks where um, you're sitting there in in empathy with them to try and help them get through this time. And hopefully you can turn that process of – that snowballing process of central sensitization around – and, and start getting them better through whatever means necessary, whether, whether it's um, natural or medicinal or biofeedback or functional neurology or chiropractic adjustments or whatever it is. Hopefully, you can, you can turn that tide, but it's, it's not always their fault, and we don't know why the body does this. Uh, um, why do people have autoimmune reactions? Sometimes it's genetic. Sometimes it's environmental. Nobody knows, so it's, it's a really tough question.
1: You know, it's uh, in my quest to uh, stay ahead of Brett and Damien, 100 meters ahead of them uh, in this workout challenge that we got going on. Um, (laughs) I'm drawing inspiration from uh, a lot of uh, extreme athletes because I'm putting myself in a lot of pain um, to stay ahead. So, you know, some of these guys, um, you know, people who climb Everest or people who've done, you know, I just watched this documentary called Maru and and just the things that they actually go through. um, It's just amazing to me that obviously some of these people have put themselves in a situation that they can actually push forth uh, when to a, you know, quote unquote, normal human being sort of feels like that's, you know, that's their limit. That's their, that's, that's it. Is there a point though, where pain is actually your servant? Like it actually helps you by putting yourself in those situations to be able to know what your um, mental capacity is able to push past the pain or the pain actually rewires your brain to be able to to help you succeed in other things? Like the question is, 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 can pain be good?
2: Pain's job is to tell you that you're in danger, that something's wrong, and it alerts you to making a change. Um, whether you choose to listen to that or not, I think is, is a different question. Mm. Um, people have goals that they want to attain and they need to move through that. Whether they choose to push past Boundaries of safety or not is their choice, um, and trust that they don't damage them too, themselves too much that they they can't come back from that that incident. But uh, the the nervous system and the brain and the brainstem have wonderful uh, mechanisms in place to to cope with that to a degree. Limitations of matter, if you know what I mean. Where uh, like with uh, going into labour and, and giving birth, the brainstem will put out. Uh, Will initiate uh, opioid mechanisms and 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 natural painkillers to deal with that sort of problem. And um, this is part of what we were um, what we were investigating in the study and how the autonomic nervous system talks to the pain system to try and modulate and change that and 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 help pain. Um, but sometimes people have autonomic nervous systems that are not working too well either. Um, so pain is is simply just a signal, and whether people choose to listen to that or not is is a personal choice. Um, sometimes people are driven by goals that, uh, that, that don't really make sense. And, and, uh, and the effective component of their brain that's telling them uh, that's, that's telling them the meaning of that pain doesn't really matter. They know they'll be okay. That's, that's a different ball game altogether. The, you know, that, that kind of mind is, is very different. Uh, um, I watched, watched a documentary after seeing the movie Everest where, Um, that the American that was left for dead, who suddenly woke up uh, in the Mm -hmm. snow after however, whatever it was, 24 hours later and managed to walk back to camp with um, frostbite on hands and feet. Um, And they were showing images of what happened in his brain. There was, he was actually lifeless. He was completely lifeless um, in terms of what might be happening um, in his brain through functional uh, MRI imaging. And, but somehow, natural mechanisms kicked in that brought his system back online, and he was able to move himself forward. So, extreme situations are, are different to to daily life, um, and you know there's other other factors in play: uh, stress, adrenaline, uh, you know, emergency type situations that help you deal with pain, um, like you know when you when you're training, that are different to just. Sitting at home on the couch, making a cup of tea, and just being in pain that's i mean the, those are two different environmental situations um and and the real problem I think is that person sitting at home on the couch, just drinking a cup of tea that's sitting in pain um and they don't know what it means that's that's the real problem, but pain fundamentally is just there to tell you that something is wrong and and whether you listen to it or not is is up to that person. Um, but like I put on the uh, SpineWay Facebook page the other day, don't make healthcare decisions that are 20 years too late. Um, part of the objective of uh, engaging in some kind of self-care healthcare regime is to start to understand what all these bodily signals mean, and and doing something about it. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Um, maybe that's just up to the interpretation of the individual
0: all right here we go bozzy we're down to the last one minute we need two questions asked and and two answers your article talks about mindfulness it says that is mindfulness didn't alter the autonomic nervous system in the complex pain individual does mindfulness assist people in pain generally
2: i knew this was going to come up um short answer so so the short answer is uh (laughs) no one has really investigated Mindfulness in the context of complex pain conditions. Okay. Most, most studies have involved healthy people. And no one has looked at nociception, which is what is actually happening in the architecture, the physical structure of the nervous system. It, they've only looked at people's experience of pain. Right. So there's no answer yet. If someone was going to look at long-term studies on nociception particularly, mm-hmm. then maybe. But no one's done that yet.
3: All right. Final quick question. Um, we've all seen people in practice who've been told that um, there's no particular reason for their pain or the pain is just in their head or perhaps that it's psychological and they need to take medication for that, um, who have then improved. So do we need to be careful about telling people there's no particular reason for their pain or that it just happened and we don't know why or there's nothing they can do about it uh, in that it may stop people keeping on looking for answers that might be able to help them?
2: There's always a reason why they're in pain. Um... Whether the pain will stop or not is a different question. Um, The problem is what I've come to learn now, studying pain and chronic pain for a long, long time, most practitioners don't understand what chronic pain is. So they're not able to advise appropriately.
1: Neil, it's been fascinating. I just we could talk for hours, I think. And uh, I what I what I love about this particular interview is that I think a lot of listeners will get a lot of value out of uh, you know learning about themselves or someone they know because most people would know someone who's in chronic pain or some sort. But also I think it's also helpful for practitioners to know some of this stuff to actually get an understanding like what you just said in the last statement was actually understand what your clients are going through uh, and, uh, you know, take care of them appropriately. So thank you so much uh, for your time. How can anybody uh, um, get a hold of you or just find out more information about you? Where would you like to guide them? I will put them in the show notes as well. But just quickly, you can tell us so where, where to direct people.
2: Anyone can contact me through the website, spinewave.co.nz.
1: Okay, fantastic. Neil, again, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed it guys uh, make sure you go check out uh, facebook.com uh, slash the wellness guys and the wellness couch uh, leave your comment below this particular episode and let us know what you think uh, regards to what we've been talking about uh, with neil share this podcast with your friends families, and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on itunes and while we're there uh, leave us a four plus uh, or five star rating uh, and uh, make sure you uh, tell your friends about it too until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness Couch.